everyone, this is Sarah with Corn Fed Witch here for another 20 minutes or so with some informational stuff about Wicca and witchcraft and everything in between. Now, like before, like I've stated many times, this is a this is a beginner podcast. I'm hoping that advanced learners will find some enjoyment in it. But this is really just geared to people for just the basics. And I am drinking today with this O'Shea traditional Irish red ale, which is the Aldi brand. Can't recommend Aldi enough. Um, they're not a sponsor, but I feel like they're getting free advertisement with me. I go and grab some cheap food. Especially if you're hoarding food, because we are in the plague. Well... Yeah, it is pretty much a plague with the coronavirus. I actually ended up not being able to go on my cruise, but that's for the better of people. I'd rather people not get sick. I'm also working from home. I don't have it, but I am doing the responsible thing and not going out anywhere, not really trying to have contact with people. I'm an introvert, so it's pretty easy for me to do, but it is a responsible thing. Don't go out risking your life, risking other people who are more susceptible to it, don't risk their lives. We are all in this together, and we are here to support every one of us, and we're part of a larger community. And we just need to ride through this, even if it means working from home, which can be kind of boring. But anyway, so I'm interrupting the magical the magical tool series I'm doing for a special episode. It's it's a Sabbath. It's Ostara. It's actually tonight at the Bruno Equinox, I think at like 10, 40 p.m. But any if you celebrate any time between like 9, the 19th through the 21st, I think you're good. Some people celebrate it much earlier, some around the 25th. But for all intents and purposes, it's today. Happy Spring Equinox. Happy Ostara. May all the bunnies greet you on their way out the door. And may you have all the peeps. All the delicious sugar-coated peeps that you can roast over a fire. They're delicious. They're always delicious. Peeps are amazing. You can hate on me all you want. I don't care. (laughs) Anyway, so... The source for the majority of today's information is coming from LearnReligions.com, which is the history of Osara, which is Spring Equinox. I'm going to go over what they have to say. So it's also by Patty Wiggington. She wrote it. So, the word Osara is just one of the names applied to the celebration of the Spring Equinox on March 21st. It's been celebrated and observed for a long time in many places around the world. In ancient Rome, the followers of Sybil believed that their goddess had a consort who was born via virgin birth. His name was Attis, and he died and was resurrected each year during the time of the vernal equinox on the Julian calendar between March 22nd and March 25th. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it, if you have a Christian background? A dynasty of Persian kings known as the Archaemenians celebrated the spring equinox with the festival of Nowruz, which means New Day. 
It is a celebration of hope and renewal still observed today in many Persian countries and has its roots in Zoroastrianism. In Iran, a festival called Chahar Shambesuri, I probably butchered that pronunciation. I do apologize. Well, that festival takes place right before no Ruz begins and people purify their homes and leap over fires to welcome the 13-day celebration of no Ruz. The indigenous Mayan people in Central America have celebrated Spring Equinox Festival for 10 centuries. As the sun sets on the day of the equinox, the Great Ceremonial Pyramid, El Castillo, Mexico, its western El Castillo, Mexico, its western faces bathed in the light in the late afternoon sunlight. The lengthening shadows appear to run from the top of the pyramid's north staircase to the bottom, giving the illusion of a diamond-backed snake in descent. This has been called the return of the sun serpent since ancient times. And according to History.com, at the ruins of, this is what they had to say, at the ruins of Chichen Itza, the ancient Mayan, Maya city in Mexico, crowds now gather on the spring and fall equinox to watch as the afternoon sun creates shadows that resemble a snake moving along the stairs of the 79-foot-tall pyramid of Kukulkan, also called El Castillo. In the spring, equinox the snake descends the pyramid until it merges with a long serpent head sculpture at the base of the structure. While the Maya were skilled astronomers, it's unknown whether they specifically designed the pyramid to align with equinox and create this visual effect. According to the Venerable Bede, Easter was a Saxon version of a Germanic goddess called Ostara. Her feast day was held on the full moon following the vernal equinox, almost the identical calculation as for the Christian Easter in the West. There was There is very little documented evidence to prove this, but one popular legend is that Easter found a bird wounded on the ground late in winter. To save its life, she transformed it into a hare, but the transformation was not a complete one. The bird took the appearance of a hare, but retained the ability to lay eggs. The hare would decorate these eggs and leave them as gifts to Easter. For early pagans in the Germanic countries, this was a time to celebrate planting and the new crop season. Typically, the Celtic peoples did not celebrate Ostara as a holiday, although they were in tune with the changing of the seasons. The Legend of Mithras The story of the Roman god Mithras is similar to the tale of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. Born at the winter solstice and resurrected in the spring, Mithras helped his followers ascend to the realm of light after death. In one legend, Mithras, who was popular amongst members of the Roman military, was ordered by the sun to sacrifice a white bull. He reluctantly obeyed, but at the moment when his knife entered the creature's body, a miracle took place. The bull turned into the moon, and Mithras' cloak became the night sky. Where the bull's blood fell, flowers grew, and stalks of grain sprouted from its tail. In modern celebrations, this is a good time of year to start your seedlings. If you grow an herb garden, start getting the soil ready for late spring plantings. Celebrate the balance of light and dark as the sun begins to tip the scales and the return of new growth is near. Many modern pagans mark Ostara as a time of renewal and rebirth. Take some time to celebrate the new life that surrounds you in nature. Walk in a park, lay in the grass, hike through a forest. As you do so, observe all the new things beginning around you. Plants, flowers, insects, birds, 
etc. Meditate upon the ever-moving wheel of the year and celebrate the change of seasons. And this is also a good time to do some balancing rituals since it is equinox, it's equal time between the night and, and the day. So if you need more balance in life, this is a good time to do it, as well as on the fall equinox. Now it's also, a well, at the beginning of the year is when you really should have started sowing seeds to manifest prosperity, etc. But you can start doing that if you have not done it already. It's a these are renewal, rebirth, new beginnings. Think the spring is coming up and things are growing and there's new life all around you. And I can literally feel the energy shifting from winter to spring. Well, it's the summer rather. It's in the in the the midst in between. I love the in between times. All right. So I am bringing up the correspondences of the week. So let's see what we have here. Now I have Aquamarine as the stone of the week. Aquamarine evokes the purity of crystalline waters. Oh, and this is coming from crystalvaults.com. Aquamarine evokes the purity of crystalline waters and the exhilaration and relaxation of the sea. It is calming, soothing, and cleansing and inspires truth, Trust and letting go. In ancient lore, aquamarine was believed to be the treasure of mermaids and was used by sailors as talisman of good luck, fearlessness, and protection. It was also considered a stone of eternal youth and happiness. Today, it protects all who travel by, over or near water, and opens the channels of clear and heartfelt communication. The name aquamarine comes from the Latin aqua marinus, meaning water of the sea, and refers to its sparkling ocean-like color. The pale blue transparent crystal is a member of the barrel family. Its color, sometimes bluish-green, is caused by iron oxides within the chemical makeup of the stone. Ancient seer considered it to be under the influence of the moon and an orb ex exerting very great magnetic influence. Present-day supporters of crystal gazing suggest that when using aquamarine to view coming events, do so when the moon is increasing. The magnet magnetism of the moon on the inclu included iron oxides will strengthen the stone's forecasting ability. Aquamarine embodies all things connected to the sea, as well as those things related to heaven, relating to heaven reflected on the surface of the water. It becomes a mirror, reflecting itself indefinitely, making it possible to discover hidden meanings of reality. As a stone of symmetries, it is conducive for meditation and revelation. It's a stone of prophets, shamans, healers, and mystics. But it also allows us to explore the darkest depths or depths of our souls, face to face with ourselves and with others. Aquamarine is a blue variety of beryl, though the beryl family forms other colors used as gems such as green emerald, yellow heliodore, and golden beryl, pink morganite, red beryl or bixbite. And the colorless variety, Goshenite. Some uses and purposes. Aquamarine is associated with the throat chakra. Aquamarine helps overcome the fear of speaking and is an excellent stone for teachers and presenters of all types. It relaxes speakers to a stage of consciousness in which they are fully aware of their own truths. Wisdom and feelings 
and able to articulate them with clarity and conviction. It also allows one to speak clearly and without anger in difficult situations. Aquamarine accelerates intellectual reasoning processes and enhances the ability for rapid response. It makes one unconquerable through learning, not only about the physical world, but about oneself. It bestows perseverance, discipline, and lightheartedness. Aquamarine encourages the idea of service to the world and to the development of the humanity attuned to healing. It emits a gentle and compassionate energy, promoting moderation and responsibility for one's actions. It inspires judgmental people to be more tolerant and helps those who or helps those overwhelmed by responsibility to find order. A stone of natural justice, Aquamarine utilizes com- compromise and negotiation and gives quiet courage and clear reasoned words in confrontational situations. Pass Aquamarine over any written compla- complaints you receive or before you send out send any out. Wear or carry Aquamarine when visiting your child's school because of a complaint or when resolving neighborhood disputes over parking or boundaries. As a travel crystal, greenish blue aquamarine protects those who journey by sea, alleviating the fear of water, and guards those involved in any long-haul travel, such as flying or driving long distances. It is a good stone for learning to swim. As a love crystal, pale blue aquamarine encourages a lover to return, helps two people with different lifestyles to live together in harmony, and reduces the effects of sensitive issues that cause quarrels. Aquamarine is often given as a love token or return to your ring and increases commitment and fidelity as long as the waters of the earth flow. So there you have some information about aquamarine. Now go out and buy all the stones. So for the herb, the herb of the week that I picked out is a very Easter springtime herb. It's called daffodil. It's poison. Folk names are Asphodel, Daffy Down, Dilly, Florida, is that Cuckoo, Cocoa? I don't speak French, I'm sorry. Goose Leek, Lent Lily, Narcissus, Perillion. Its planet is Venus, its element is water. Its powers are love, fertility, luck. Magical uses the flower is placed on the altar during love spells or is carried for this purpose. Placed in the bedroom. The fresh flowers increase fertility. If a daffodil is plucked and worn next to the heart, good luck shall surely come your way. So I guess it's an aphrodisiac. So if you want to get laid, go ahead and put some daffodils in your bedroom. It should help. Alright. So on to the tarot card. So the lovers. I do, oh, and I'm getting... I got that information from Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, and this I'm getting from the Thoth Tarot, which came with my Thoth deck by Evelyn Berger and Johan Fiber, which is based on Alistair Crowley's deck. The Lovers. The angel hovers over the lovers, their royal children who discover their similarities and their differences. You are strong not only through your partner, and you can reach the summit, or you can talk to angels. If you expect the fulfillment of your desires and passions from others, you make yourself dependent and at the same time prevent yourself from entering into deeper equal relationships and encounters. At first glance, this is a card of the ideal, or the idol. 
As a result, the image of various dark sides are included in the picture. To enlighten the dark sides is the beautiful, sophisticated way of love. Paracelsus taught, the more knowledge inherent in a thing, the greater is the love. So in the love reason, in a love reading, this could mean that you are a loving and lovable person. Say yes to you and your neighbor. Your relationships with others and the relationship to yourself are like two sides of a coin. Do not blame others for your happiness or your misery. You are always free to decide anew. When did you make your last declaration of love? To yourself, to others. In our reading for happiness, in heaven's view, only one who loves lives. Love is not just a feeling. Love is also the decision to care for and to really understand a person or a thing. Love is an energy state, a way of being that is more beautiful, more alive, and richer than a life without love. And therefore, a direct path to happiness. Give yourself time for love. In a success reading, the key to success, a new paradise awaits you. Go there immediately. Go the way of search and recognition. Though it follows a higher fame. It is the next, well, it is the uh, sequential minor arcana, not minor, major arcana after the Hierophant, so we continued on our tarot journey. Now, I do want to let you know uh, about some of Sarah Rituals I'm doing. Oh, and, well, I have an announcement at the end. So, um, for my Osara Ritual, which I'm doing tomorrow, I am hard-boiling hard boiling some eggs. I'm going to write each of the 24 Elder Fardic runes on them. And I'm going to do this ritual where I, I invoke the goddess and the god and give thanks for the springtime the springtime and and set forth some manifestations I would like to have, as well as renew some of my intentions I always keep on. So after that, I'm going to have these eggs, and I'm going to pick one. Now, I'm not going to do this, like, I'm not going to know which one I'm going to pick. I'm going to get pick whichever one comes, comes to me, and I'm going to read the divination the divinatory meanings of that room. And then we'll close the circle, have cakes now, etc. That's how I'm celebrating East or Ostara. I'm gonna eat a lot of peeps. So my announcement, however, is that I was accepted into the Wolstenstein Wicca Theo Theological Seminary. So I'm actually studying towards right now it's towards an Associate's degree, but I'll eventually get my master's and hopefully a doctoral, as well as another bachelor's. Pretty excited. I'm learning all the things right now. So that brings, so now you know a little bit of you, ah, I can't speak. You have a better understanding of what Ostara is, as well as some correspondences in a tarot card that guide you through the week. Now you can reach out to me. With your own Star Wars stories or anecdotes or anything really witchy at hornfedwitch at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at, at hornfedwitch, as well as check out my Patreon, as well as my Etsy, which is not really that active. 
but it's there. Once again, my name is Sarah. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a blessed week. Merry moat, merry meet, or the merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. So moat it be. Bye.